That's how winning is done. Now get out there and do it. Pulls up, three-pointer. Two hours down, one hour to go. Let's go. What up? Just running through NFL picks, baby. That's what we do on a Friday football fix right here. Live in the Prop Swap Studios on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Thank you to all the listeners who have called in, and you still can. One hour left. Phone lines are open. 609-601-3290. 609-601-3290. 609-601-3290. The Phillies lose. They stink. What a joke. They can still get into the playoffs, though. They just need a lot of help. Eagles, desperate for a win. Can they do it at home, getting the win column for the first time this season against Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Still have to give you my pick and some player props I like in that game. John McMullen gave you the Eagles 23-17. That's a cover for the spread. John also gave you Miles Sanders over 109.5 total yards in the game, over Wentz touchdowns at 1.5. Like I said, already ran through a lot of picks, and right now I want to give you the fix five. The five fix picks. Number one, New England with the points. I'll take Belichick all day coming off a loss. The Raiders after an emotional win. I like that team. Don't think they have enough going into New England to not only win, but I don't think they cover that spread either. Give me New England minus five and a half. Number two, love the Giants plus three and a half against that 49ers team that has literally nobody. I think I'm the backup quarterback for the 49ers this week, so take the Giants with the points. One game I haven't touched on yet, but I'm putting it in my picks here. Washington against Cleveland. Washington currently... is ninth in the NFL in terms of points per game, scoring 27 a game. Cleveland is behind them, only scoring... 20 in their two games played, 20 and a half. That puts them at the 20th ranked across the NFL. Neither team is doing horrible in terms of their scoring, but they're not that great either. They've also both shown that while they can swing to a low extreme, we've yet to see them do the same with a high-scoring game when put up against each other. I think it's unlikely we're going to see many points or big plays. And it's going to be an ugly, quiet type of game at the end of it. So I really like under 45 for Washington and Cleveland. That's my fourth pick. And then my fifth pick, which I've talked a lot about in the previous segment, Houston plus four going into Pittsburgh with a depleted offensive line, a desperate Deshaun Watson. I'll take the points. Give me Houston plus four in that game. Do you agree? Do you disagree? 609-601-3290. Now, as far as the Washington and Cleveland game with the spread, that's not a game I would suggest running to the book or online to bet. It's just two ugly teams. Cleveland, I don't trust. Washington, I certainly don't trust that much either and the spread opened Browns favored by five and a half and it's moved all the way to seven and a half Browns right now seven and a half point favorites against the Washington football team and it's just a game that I would stay away from I like the under in that game it's just two bad teams I don't think there's going to be much scoring involved in that game. And just to give you an idea of what the public's doing with that game. 
it's essentially 50-50. 51% are taking... Oh, it's moved. Literally just moved as a 47% are taking the Washington football team plus seven or seven and a half. And then you have 53% taking the Browns laying the points. Majority of the public's going over, so I feel better about that underpick. 68% of the public going over in that game. And as far as the money line goes... After it was essentially 50-50 with the spread, 74% of the public are going Browns on the money line. If I had to pick a winner, I would agree. I think the Browns at home get a win. They just have a little bit more weapons. That run game has shown glimpses of success. They have OBJ. They have Landry. Baker Mayfield. I'd like them to win that game. I don't know how much points are scored, like I said. And I don't know how comfortable I am with the the Browns laying seven. I'll take Washington plus seven. I think the Browns win that game, but I don't think it's by more than a touchdown. That's a tough game to, to pick. Just because they're so bad. So bad. A game I've talked a little bit about throughout the week is the New York football Jets going to Indy against the 38-year-old Rivers and the Colts. This game opened at 7, Colts minus 7 at home. Now it's all the way up to 11 and a half. I talked with Philly Godfather earlier in the week, and we both kind of laughed. It's like, oh, taking the Jets right now is not the best thing to do. But I don't think the Colts win that game by 12 points or more. No way. Give me the Jets in that game. Plus 11 and a half. I know it's crazy to bet the Jets. I'm not sold on the Colts. I'm not sold on Phillip Rivers. I'm fine with, uh, you know, taking essentially a 12-point spread there with the New York Jets. I know the New York Jets are that bad. I get it. The Colts are coming off a 28-point effort against the Vikings. Indy had to settle for four field goals in that game. The Colts scored points on six of their ten possessions, and that backs my Tennessee pick a little bit more when detailing the Colts game against the Vikings last week. I think Indy can score. I think the game goes over. But I think the Jets do enough to cover in this game. It's not a game I love. There's a lot of other games on the slate that I like more. But you give me 12 points, 11 and a half points, I'm fine with that. I'll take that. Another game I really like is the Chargers and the Panthers. And that's an interesting matchup. And there was talks, listen, Tyrod Taylor almost died from his own team. That's absolutely insane. He goes in for a pain-killing injection on his cracked rib to play last week, and they shoved the needle in, and it punctured his lung. That's scary. Glad he's okay, but he's not going to start this week, and I think they stumbled upon something. Herbert's like, I'm ready to go, bruh. Bruh. Ready to go. And the team seemed like they rallied behind him a little bit. Panthers, new head coach, and Matt Rule. And the Panthers have played well offensively. They've averaged 24 points a game. They're averaging 299 passing yards and over 100 rushing yards, 108 to be exact. I like Teddy Bridgewater. He's not elite elite, but he's complete at 55 of 76, 636 yards, a touchdown. He has a couple picks. McCaffrey suffered that high ankle sprain in their last game, and he's expected to miss at least three more. And on the defensive side of the ball for the Panthers, they've given up 32.5 points a game. They'll need to play much better than they did in their first two if they want to get a win here against the the Chargers. Chargers look good. They open up the season with a win. Then they take the defending champs to overtime. They have to have some confidence going into this game. 
They've struggled a little bit offensively. They've only averaged 18 points a game. But Herbert, 22 of 33 last week against the Chiefs, 311 yards and a touchdown. Taylor's still dealing with that punctured lung. Scary. And the Chargers have officially named Herbert as the starter. Austin Eckler leads the team with 177 rushing yards, while Hunter Henry leads the team with 11 catches for 156 yards. On defense, that's really where the Chargers have impressed me. Especially last week against the Chiefs, Mahomes extends plays, and that's where he really does damage. Receivers get open. But the Chargers stayed on him. They stayed on the receivers, and it was tough for Mahomes to find open guys downfield. And they've held opponents to 18 points a game. They continue to play like that on defense. I don't know how they lose this game. Chargers are 3-0-2 against the spread in their last five games after allowing more than 250 passing yards in the previous game. Carolina's 0-6-1 against the spread in their last seven overall. Carolina's 0-5-1 against the spread in their last six games following a straight-up loss. Carolina's offense is going to be really one-dimensional without McCaffrey. The team's second-leading rusher is their wide receiver, Curtis Samuel, who has 31 yards, while their third-leading rusher is Teddy Bridgewater. He has 26 total yards. With the defense going after Bridgewater in this game, the Panthers are going to have a really tough time scoring. And I think the Chargers are the smart play. I liked the Panthers earlier in the week because there was talk about Tyrod Taylor getting back in there, but now it's just clear he's not ready to go and he's going to be out. So I'll lay the points. I will lay the points and take the Chargers against that Panthers team without McCaffrey. I know the Panthers are desperate for a win. Matt Rule, I like Matt Rule. Some people think he's nothing special, but I think he's going to do a decent job there eventually. He's just already have a lot of hurdles to overcome already in his first season entering week three. I also lean towards the under in this game because Carolina is averaging 23.5 points. Their offense, like I said, I don't know where their points are going to come from in, in this game Sunday. The Chargers are averaging 18 points a game, and they will go well above that average, I think, against Carolina because Carolina's defense is atrocious, as I've mentioned, giving up almost 33 points a game. I see it one-sided. What say you? 609-601-3290. Live in the Prop Swap Studios on a football fix Friday, y'all. Let's go, baby. Boston. Not shocked. But Miami's just looked like the better team overall. They make less mistakes down the stretch. They've done a great job. They're getting points from different places each game. Tyler Harrow was the hero last game. Duncan Robinson has shot the ball really well. Jimmy Butler's just been that consistent star for them, doing a little bit of everything, whatever he needs to get done. In that particular game, he's been doing it. Jason Tatum, on the other side, was quiet last game, laying a goose egg in the first half, 28 in the second. But Boston says, not so fast, my friend. We'll see you game six. That's going to be an interesting one. Still like Miami to come out of the East. Still don't think it's Boston's equipped to win three straight games against this Miami Heat team. And is the sky falling in Philadelphia? The overreaction Mondays, two straight weeks in a row. Am I going to come back in here Monday talking about Carson Wentz needing to be benched? Am I going to be talking about Howie Roseman, the general manager, needing to be fired? Am I going to be talking about Doug Peterson being overrated? I hope not. It's fun radio. Selfishly, I listen, I'm fine after an Eagles loss. I love coming in here and talking about all of that nonsense with you guys. It's fun. But it's going to be concerning if they're unable to get their backs up against, up and away from that corner and get a win on Sunday against this Bengals team.
You look at teams against the spread. You have the Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, Bears, Packers, Raiders, Chiefs, Titans, Steelers, Ravens, and Bills, all 2-0 and against the spread heading into week three. What does that mean? On the flip side, you have the Jets, the Bengals, the Texans, the Broncos, the Giants, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Lions, the Falcons, and the Panthers. All 0-2 against the spread in the NFL. I think the Jets get a win in the against the spread column. I think the Texans get a win in the against the spread column. I think the Giants get a win in the against the spread column. And I think the Falcons get a win in the against the spread column. It's going to be a crazy week three. I gave you a parlay I liked earlier. Some player props where I think there's really a lot of opportunity in the player props. I got to focus in on them a little bit more. What have you been betting in the NFL player props? Phone lines are open all the way up to 1 a.m. 609-601-3290 in the Prop Swap Studios. Cam Newton, first touchdown scorer of that game, plus 700. Don't hate that. And some win totals. I went through some of these earlier in the week. The Arizona Cardinals are at nine right now on DraftKings. I I like them to get 10 wins this year. Maybe I'm crazy. The Bears at eight and a half. I like the under there. The Bills at nine and a half. I like the over. The Cowboys at nine. Forget it, dude. They're eight and eight. Written all over them. Take the under there. The Colts at nine. I don't think they. I don't think they get over five hundred this year. At best, I see the Colts as a five hundred team. They're set at nine right now for the win total on DraftKings. I just don't see it. I do not see that being a good bet. And the Eagles, with some of the biggest movement as far as win totals, they opened the year at 9.5 over under. Now they're at 7.5. And And the odds say that it's more likely they fall under that 7.5 mark. Under 7.5, minus 121, over, plus 100. That's concerning if you're an Eagles fan. To make the playoffs... And I'm going to continue to ride the Arizona Cardinals until they shut me up. But the Arizona Cardinals to make the playoffs plus 100. How about the Baltimore Ravens to make the playoffs minus 1,430? The Cleveland Browns to make the playoffs plus 118. The Cowboys, big favorites right now to make the playoffs minus 335. I'll take no at plus 260. Where's some value for team currently to make the playoffs? Yes. The Falcons. Yes, to make the NFL playoffs this year, plus 380. I know they had that atrocious loss, and I know they still have a lot of work to do, but that offense is legit. If they can get a couple things fixed, that's some good value for a team to make the playoffs where things stand right now heading into week three on Sunday. I like the Falcons at plus 380 to make the playoffs. The Raiders plus 140 to make the playoffs. Chargers plus 170. I think that's going to be tough for them, but some value there. And then there's a lot of teams favored to make the playoffs. Steelers minus 280. Saints minus 290. Rams minus 150. Green Bay minus 400. We'll see. On the other side, I want to get into a few college games. I want to talk about the NBA weekend. I want to talk more about the Eagles to wrap up tonight's show. My pick for the Eagles-Bengals 
my biggest concerns surrounding the Eagles. What they need to do to get a win. What will happen if they do this and get a loss. Much more here on The Fix, live in studio South Jersey from the Prop Swap Studios. We'll be right back. The second level. Whose last name would you take as your own if you had to pick one? Asman, Desiree, or Shander? It's not Asman. Ron Asman? Yeah. I think you'd have to go Tony, right? Ron Shander isn't terrible. Ron Shander sounds like a real estate agent. Ron Desiree or Ronnie D. Ronnie D is great. Tony D, Ronnie D. You guys are a couple of brothers out there. The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. This is Joe Krause with this week's Financial Minute. One of the most important decisions you'll need to make when buying a home is choosing the length of your loan. Many banks and credit unions offer terms ranging from 10 to 30 years, with 15 and 30 being the most widely offered. Each of these options comes with its own set of pros and cons. Financial advisors agree that a 15-year mortgage is the best choice for those looking to maximize their savings over time by paying off the home and building equity faster. But since monthly payments on a shorter loan are higher, it can be more difficult to budget for them. On the other hand, a 30-year mortgage offers the convenience of lower monthly payments, which can help you if you're building your savings for emergencies and retirement while making payments. Need help finding the right mortgage option for you? Visit pfcu.com for more information. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. Heard it work? Go right now to injuredworkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling. Most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the sportsbook. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your home with a better network. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Happy Friday. 12.30 on a Friday. Another half hour to play with here on The Fix. Live from the Prop Swap Studios. Gave you my NFL Week 3 pick. Still have to give you my Eagles pick. Still have to give you my Eagles pick. And let's let's go there. Let's get into this Eagles-Bengals matchup. South Jersey. 
And where do I start, man? Where do I start? You can pick up the phone and call. We can talk Eagles, whatever else is on your mind, what you're betting this weekend. 609-601-3290. The phone lines are open for the next 30 minutes. 609-601-3290. And Carson Wentz, there's been a lot of talk about his mechanics. And, I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, his mechanics haven't been great. I think he's forced some some throws. He's definitely pressing. But, I mean, I don't know how much we need to start breaking down film and looking at his footwork. You look at Mahomes, you look at Lamar Jackson, you look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the great ones, no, no one's perfect is my point. And the bottom line is, I think it's more between Carson Wentz's ears and staying focused and staying grounded and figuring out a way to get a win and what's best for his team and what's best for his offense. That's what we need from Carson. We just need him to be a leader. It's just been frustrating. Injuries already a problem for the Eagles. And Joe Burrows looked good. He's no slouch. He can extend plays. He can go run for a first down. He can get out of the pocket. He has some big wide receivers to throw to. Maybe if they get the ball early, he throws up some 50-50 balls. And if the Eagles are on the wrong side of those, (laughs) could get ugly again at the link. Bengals, four-and-a-half to five-and-a-half point dogs. Started as six-and-a-half points. Over the last four seasons, teams that start 0-2 against the spread are 22-7 and against the spread in Week 3. The Eagles are 0-2 against the spread, and the Bengals, despite them being 0-2, they are 1-1 against the spread. So that 22-7 and record, hopefully that applies for the Eagles here Sunday. The other bad news, though, the Eagles are 0-11 against the spread versus the Bengals, dating back to 1978. That's according to Pro Football Reference. And they're just 3-7-1 and against the Bengals straight up during that time span. The Eagles, the last time they beat the Bengals was in 2000, and they're 0-3-1 since that win in 2000. How can any of us forget the tie in 2008, the infamous tie where Donovan McNabb Admit it, he didn't know the rules, and he didn't know that regular season games could end in ties. He was in his 10th season that year. The Eagles in September, they've not covered eight of their last nine September games overall, including the last four home games in September. Under Doug Peterson, the Eagles are 23-10 and 10 straight up at home, but 17-16 and 16 against the spread. And on the other side... Not great either. Cincinnati has lost 14 games straight up on the road. Bengals coming off some extra rest. Keep that in mind as they haven't played since Thursday. And just to take a look at the quarterback matchup between Burrow and Carson Wentz, the rookie, Burrow, is coming off a performance in which he threw the ball 61 times. Good God. 61 times for 316 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks versus Cleveland. The over-under for passing yards on uh, Joe Burrow Sunday, 248.5. The Eagles' passing defense is ranked fifth in the league through two games, allowing 208 passing yards a game. And as for Wentz, his over-under is 270.5. And he's averaged 256 in the first two games. I like the over for Joe Burrow. Let's hope the Eagles have the lead. He throws it a lot. It seems like they're not afraid to put the ball in his hands either. Bengals coaching staff. I like the over 248 and a half. Carson, 270 and a half. I don't love that number.
some other over-under totals. Miles Sanders rushing yards, 78 and a half. I love the over there. I think the Eagles, all right, Doug gets away from the run, and he gets a little cute sometimes. But this game, I don't think he needs to over, overthink it, all right? Just do what you need to do to get a win. He has to realize that that's through Miles Sanders. I expect Miles Sanders to at least be around the 90 yards rushing mark, if not eclipsing 100. Total set at 78 and a half. I like the over there. Sanders eclipsed his rushing yards total player prop last week and his receiving yards uh, player prop last week. His receiving player prop this week against the Bengals is 25 and a half. And with Jalen Rager out, let's see how often Coach Peterson calls Sanders' number on Sunday, not just on the ground, but even in the passing game. On the flip side, the Bengals running back Joe Mixon, his rushing yards is much lower, 64 and a half. He's rushed for 69 yards and 46 yards in the first two games. And in the opener for Cincy against the Chargers, Mixon had two receiving yards, followed by a 40-yard receiving performance last week versus the Browns. And his total for receiving is set at 15 and a half. I mean, personally, I don't touch that Mixon player props, but I like the over on Miles Sanders rushing. I like the under 270 and a half for Carson. I like the over 248 for Joe Burrow passing. For 0-2 teams, it's hard to dig out of that hole. Since 1990, 30 teams have made the postseason after losing their first two games. And the Eagles have done it twice in 1990 and 2003. We'll see if they're able to add to that 90 and 03 and add in a 2020. What's something that you like out there on the board for the Eagles game or just any other NFL game, 609-601-3290. Still have to give you my Eagles pick. And I will. But I'm not confident. I'm certainly not confident. And that spread has been bet down from 6.5 to 4.5. It's just, they have to simplify it. This game falls on the Miles Sanders' shoulders. That's it. They cannot start 0-3, and despite my lack of confidence now in the coaching staff and the team and Carson Wentz, I give them the benefit of the doubt in finding a way to win this game. Covering it, that's a different, it's a different conversation. Carson Wentz, the second pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, going up against the number one pick of the 2020 NFL Draft. Sixty-one pass attempts. Like I said, that's a lot of pass attempts for a rookie. And one thing that Joe Burrow has showed that Carson Wentz really hasn't is poise. He's only thrown one pick. One interception in 97 pass attempts through two games. Carson Wentz has already thrown four. Last three seasons, Carson has thrown seven total in each season. He's more than halfway there already. He's just been a turnover machine. He looks frazzled and frantic. Can't use those words enough when describing Carson Wentz through the first two weeks of the NFL season. a small sample size, but Carson Wentz, 58% completion percentage, 2.4 touchdown percentage, 4.7 interception percentage, and 6 yards per attempt. They're all his career worst. But I think you get the point. The Bengals' defense is nothing special, so that's why I say just don't overthink it if you're Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Bengals giving up 25.5 points a game and almost 400 yards a game, 398 to be exact. They're allowing 6.2 yards per play, the Bengals are, which is seventh worst in the NFL. 
And Philly struggled too on defense. Five yards of play. Carson Wentz, 32nd ranked total QBR in the NFL. Will he bounce back or is it going to be another disaster? 609, 601, 3290. What do you think? What's your confidence level in Carson Wentz? What's your confidence level in Doug Peterson and this Eagles coaching staff? Miles Sanders, the defense. Can they get the rookie to turn the ball over a couple times, which he hasn't done yet this season? Only a couple games, but he's looked poised and he's held on to the ball. And if you believe in following line movement, then you're <laughs> just stay away from the Eagles game. From six and a half to four and a half. Some of the action on Cincy is coming from all this praise that Joe Burrow's getting and the growing, 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 growing criticisms of Carson Wentz. The Eagles are usually a very public backed team. But for the spread to move two full points in the other direction, it's Friday here. We still have a full day tomorrow and Sunday morning to see if Sharps react to some potential value in the drop. And if they don't, then I think you have your answer as to whether or not to bet this game. In terms of the total, it opened at 46. The action has pushed it to 47 and a half. It's not really insignificant as 46 and 47 are key numbers to cross. DraftKings, it's at four and a half. Fox Bets at five. Moneyline at Fox Bets, minus 225 for the Eagles. It's at minus 210 at DraftKings. And both sites have it at 47 and a half right now, currently for the total. Win probability. It's important to take a quick look at how the market prices stack up with an alternate game projection model, right? The Eagles should be, this is per 538's model, the Eagles should be a a 5.5-point favorite, and they have a 68% chance of winning the football game. With the current spread set at 4.5, there's a single point of spread value with Philadelphia. The minus 210 money line represents a 67% implied win probability. Eagles, 51% of the total point spread bets. 91% of the money going to the Eagles. On the surface, it indicates that the big stakes bettors have jumped all over the Eagles once the spread came down below six, which makes sense. But the Bengals are catching 55% of the money line bets. And as for the total, bettors are hitting the under at a 91% clip, which explains why the total has jumped one and a half points throughout the week. Eagles betters were burned last week in what appeared to be a pick'em type of game against the Rams. Hmm. Some betting trends. Teams that are 0-2 home favorites are 19-13 and against the spread overall. Teams that start the season 0-2, as I've mentioned this stat earlier in the week are 78-63-4 against the spread. And that applies for both teams, though. It's not just the Eagles. Teams that are 0-2 against the spread and straight up are 60-39, and while home favorites are 14-6 and against the spread. So the numbers and the history all point to an Eagles cover. And it certainly points to an Eagles win, but can they cover? That's what we're here for, right? Why backing the Bengals makes sense. The Eagles are only 4-9 against the spread at home following a loss, and they're 1-5 against the spread when favored at home following a loss as a favorite. The Eagles are 3-10 against the spread, and Carson Wentz's home starts after a loss. Not good. The Eagles are 3-8 against the spread at home when they score less than 20 in the previous game.
The Eagles, when favored by four or five points at home, and Carson Wentz starts, two and five against the spread. And I gave you some Bengals numbers and some Bengals-Eagles records. The Bengals are 6-0 and against the spread in the last six games against the Eagles. And I gave you those September numbers where the Eagles really struggled. They're 5-9 and against the spread when Carson Wentz starts a September game. They're 2-5 and against the spread in his home September starts. But something's got to give, right? Two winless teams are playing each other. The favorite is 6-10-1 and against the spread. And I'll give you my prediction. I, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be legit. The Eagles are just, they're more talented. And the Eagles looked horrible over the past two weeks. I'm not excited to go bet this game. Eagles are the more talented team. At the end of the day, Cincinnati's ranked 26th in total offense. They're 22nd in defense. They're horrible against the run. And if Doug Peterson has a quarter of a brain, just grind it out, hand it off to Miles Sanders, incorporate Boston Scott a little bit. Carson Wentz, just protect the football. Don't turn it over. And Jim Schwartz stuck up for his defense on the flip side. And a lot of players, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox... Slay, they've all came out and said, man, we really appreciate what Coach Schwartz did this week for taking the blame, protecting his players, and they want to go out and play for him, man. So I expect the defense to step up. If Carson Wentz can just take care of the ball, if the defense can force a turnover or two, I'm like John. I'm going to reluctantly, man, reluctantly, Take the Eagles. 24-14. I think they get a late field goal. Somewhat of a close game. 21-14. They tack on three late. I think the defense forces a turnover or two from Joe Barrow. I think Miles Sanders has a big day. Miles Sanders to score a touchdown. It's only minus 130. I love that bet. The Eagles to score in every quarter, plus 200. Eh. But very hesitantly, I'll take the Eagles minus four and a half, and I'll take the under 47 and a half. So there you have it. That's my Eagles breakdown. A lot of numbers tell you not to take the Eagles. I like the situation that they're in, 0-2, 0-2 against the spread. Doug Peterson traditionally has done well. They haven't done traditionally well against the Bengals. Slow starts in September. There's just there's a lot to take in. I understand both sides of it with this game. I'm not confident with this game. But I, at the end of the day, man, I'm going to bet on them one more time here and see if they come through. I'll take Carson Wentz with the points in somewhat of a low-scoring game. Just protect the football, let Miles Sanders eat, and come away with a win. Get on the board and get in the win column. 609-601-3290. It's been a fun show, busy show. Another 10 minutes or so before we say goodbye and get into the weekend. I'll be off the next two days, back at it Monday night, right here in the Prop Swap Studios, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. But you got to keep it locked in throughout the weekend. Tomorrow morning, we're right back at it. Nick Costco has a full breakdown of college football picks and previews for the day, 8 a.m. John McMullen, live at 10 a.m., 10 to 11, extending the play. He'll be breaking down the Eagles in more detail for you. 11 to noon, guys from Brandit Sports, Brandit Radio. They'll be having some fun going through college football picks, NFL picks, and everything else. So AM 1490, man, we're bringing you the best content and programming we have to offer. Aton Shander, middays Monday to Friday, 11 to 1. Got me at night, 10 to 1. And second week in the books here for the fix. 
NBA, man. The Celtics figure out a way to keep their season alive, winning somewhat handedly against Miami. Can they do it again? Can they force a game seven? L.A. trying to close out Denver. Denver down 3-1 in a series for the third straight series this postseason. Can they extend and force a game six? They're five-point dogs tomorrow night. I'm going to take L.A. I like L.A. with the points. I, I just think I like that Denver team. Jamal Murray, that up and under that has gone viral now. Just beautiful. He is a superstar. Jokic, a superstar. They have some nice role players around him. They have a great head coach. I'm sick of people taking Denver lightly, but I just think L.A., they have they have too much talent. Dwight Howard, A.D., Javal McGee, Danny Green, LeBron. His track record in closeout games when he's up 3-1 is near perfect it's just the Lakers time the Lakers will be in the finals when it's all said and done I I like them to close them out tomorrow college football I didn't get to a lot of college football man didn't get to a lot of college football we'll recap some more on Monday as the SEC finally getting underway it's just so much to get to and the NFL is king obviously NFL king Phillies lose tonight. They stink. They can still make the playoffs. I mean, do we expect them to do anything if they somehow stumble into the playoffs because of other teams? They have no control over the situation. They could have won tonight and the next two games and still not have gotten in. So that just shows the situation that they're in currently and the type of team that they are. You can make excuses for them too if you want, but everyone's in the same situation and the Phillies disappointing in this shortened pandemic season. And they're back in action 6.40 p.m. Saturday against the Rays down in Tampa. Wheeler on the hill. This is the These are the two games I talked about. You have Wheeler going Saturday night, then you have Nola to finish the season. Wheeler's been great for the Phillies this season. I think he's going to have another good outing, but can the Phillies hit for him? Can they score some runs for him? Phillies offense has been so up and down. Harper's been heating up a little bit. A couple of bombs the other night. I like the Phillies to win tomorrow night. We'll see. We'll see if they're able to rattle off a couple wins, get some help from other teams, and sneak into the playoffs. At least we can have potentially some playoff postseason action for the Phillies. It's hard to pick against Denver for tomorrow, but I did. Denver's only loss against the spread came in the first game of this series, and since then they've shown that they're going to give the Lakers their best shot, even if they fall short doing it. And they have shown that they find ways to get it done in must-win situations. So there's some value in that game tomorrow. Money line Nuggets over plus 200. They're going to be desperate. They've been there before. They're going to be cool, calm, and collected. Personally, I still like L.A. to close it out, but there is value with Denver. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that game tomorrow night. Can LeBron and A.D. close it out? It's been a fun week, man. If you missed any of the show, we'll be available in podcast form. A lot of the shows and hours already up throughout the week. Apple. Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. Some college football action. Kentucky and Auburn tomorrow. Auburn seven-point favorites. Florida and Ole Miss. Florida 14-point favorites on the road. Kansas State and Oklahoma in action. Oklahoma 28-point favorites. Pittsburgh and Louisville. Pittsburgh's three-point favorites. West Virginia at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, six-and-a-half-point favorites. 
college football, man. It's arrived. It's officially arrived this week, and I'm excited to watch some college football tomorrow. Florida and Ole Miss. Gators. I'll lay the points with the Gators. 14 and a half. Favorite on the road against Ole Miss. They don't have enough to keep up with the Gators, man. Florida has the advantage when they're on offense. They also have the edge on the other side with their defense. Ole Miss returns the ninth best ranked rushing attack from last season. They have a new head coach, though, and they have a new offensive coordinator. And it's just, it's hard to favor them. I side with the more experienced team, so I'll take Florida to cover on the road and start the season 1-0 and in the SEC. The total of that game is 60. I like the under there. One thing that did work for Ole Miss last year was the rushing attack. So you got to see Kiffin utilizing the strength of the team. And when Ole Miss has the ball, they will attempt to chew that clock up, man. Try and keep that Gator offense off the field. Florida's run defense last year was very good, so I don't know how much success Ole Miss can really have doing that. That's going to be an interesting matchup. I don't see Ole Miss scoring a ton of points. Even if Florida can have four to five touchdowns, that's, you know, it's like a 35-14 type of game. So that's a Florida cover, and that's an under. A Friday football fix here with Ryan Rothstein, your host. Another week in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great college football Saturday. Win some cash, homie. Win some straight cash, homie. The Eagles, can they cover? Can they get a win? Can Miles Sanders lead the way? Can he get over 109 and a half total yards rushing and receiving? Can DJX get on the board? A lot of storylines, man. Is it going to be an overreaction Monday, an 0-3, sky is falling Monday, or is it going to be a, whew, Eagles won. They found a way to win. The Patriots, take them. The Cardinals, take them. The Giants, take them. The Houston Texans with the points, take them. I can't wait. And I'm going to recap all my picks on Monday. I'll keep you updated on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Wise Rye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. And we're going to have a busy show for you here on Monday. You're not going to want to miss it. Thank you, everyone, once again for tuning in. Another fun week here on The Fix, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. And a busy morning.